Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to a big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world trends in the light of Bible prophecy. Dear friends, you are listening to Fabiano Nyonghuru, currently ministering both at Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist Church as well as Sanai Adventist Church Company. uh, Friends, I'm so grateful to have you here. Join us wherever you're listening from. Uh, In fact, this next hour is going to be truly a blessing. And uh, just for those who might be tuning in for the first time, uh, we have been following uh, a, a theme throughout this week. Prophecy and the Rise of the Antichrist. And the topic for today, however, is the following. The Dreadful Beast and the Rise of the Antichrist. So today we actually look at the rise of the Antichrist uh, and some of his... Um, uh, yeah, terrible attacks and um, the things that the Antichrist uh, has done and will continue to do all of that. Uh, and so I'm so thrilled as we are going to delve into a topic which uh, for some it can be scary for others it could be uh, it can be uh, quite uh, an eye-opening um, uh, thing to study but hey once again this is a study which will come from the bible and so therefore i i would like to encourage you to uh you know to to Journey along with us because if anything is coming from scripture, there's always good news, uh, behind, uh, uh, whatever it is that we might be reading. And so, friends, let me introduce to you once again, uh, Pastor Hugh Heenan. Uh, he's no stranger to this, uh, uh, radio program. How are you, Pastor Hugh? Oh, I'm doing really well there, Fabiano. It's great Wonderful. to be with you as well. Amen. Uh, in this, uh, in this, uh, uh, I guess, uh, uh, program where we are looking at the big questions. Yes. Uh, together. That's right. And, uh, you know, Prophecy, uh, is it one of your, uh, f- uh, favorite subjects or one of the topics that, that you enjoy studying? Well, I have to say that the answer to that is emphatically yes, because of <laughs> yeah. course, uh, the most wonderful prophecy of all, right. or series of prophecies really, were those that identify, uh-huh. uh, Jesus with absolute certainty as wonderful. the one who was to come as Messiah or Mashiach. The right. one who was, uh, to come as the Lamb of God, uh-huh. uh, and to take our place and to die in our place that we might live. Wonderful. So, how can I not be a, a fan of prophecy <laughs> when, of course, uh, <laughs> right. uh, uh, prophecy speaks of the one who loves mm. us most and best? And I Identifies him clearly, yes, and identifies that we're part of, yes. In fact, we're a focal part of his plan that uh, he, he died to save us, mm. and, and that this was his predetermined uh, uh, decision right. long before you and I were born. So, how can one not love prophecy? Hey, that's that's wonderful. And mm. uh, not only that, uh, last week we were looking at uh, prophe- uh, prophecy, but looking at uh, uh, the basics of understanding prophecy. Uh, mm. The theme last week was the dummies. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, sorry. Uh, the, you know those books that says the dummies for or dummies on something. <laughs> something was, for dummies. Yeah, something yes. for dummies. Yeah, I think it was yeah. prophecy for dummies. Uh, not that obviously we we feel that uh, anyone uh, should receive that title, but but it's a title that is becoming common to say, hey, this is going to the basics of things. Mm, and mm. so, uh, if you're interested in that. I mean, jump on the app, Faith FM app, or yeah. go to the website, mm. faithfm.com.au, look at the big Q&A program, the drive time program, and you'll be able to listen to some of those uh, previous recordings. 
In fact, while you're on there, while you're on there, you'll find a plethora of other programs and uh, radio recordings and fantastic um, uh, uh, stuff to listen to uh, that are spiritual and um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful radio programs on there. Um, but let's come to uh, something which, once again, I would like to start our discussion with. It's a uh, news headline which says, uh, and this one, by the way, is um, hot off the press, July 18th, 2023, uh, and uh, the uh, header says, uh, survey half of millennials believe misgendering someone should be a criminal offense. That's Quite a statement. A new survey showed that a, uh, that about half of millennials believe that misgendering a person should be a criminal uh, offense, and um, uh, we don't have the um, permission uh, on this news outlet to get into the uh, the article and get deep into it and look at you know some of the uh, findings that they found. But at least that is the header, that is the um, title, and I just thought, hmm, what, a, what an interesting title. In this hmm. day and age, you know, um, I mean, uh, there's all kinds of, um, beliefs and, and I believe everyone is entitled to their opinion and, uh, and, uh, to the way in which they want to express themselves. But what an interesting statement, especially in this day and age. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, um, yeah, this uh, research will be an eye open. I don't know what you think, uh, Pastor Hugh. <clears throat> yes, I, it's, uh, uh, you've just sent me that article, and in looking at it, I must say that uh, it, it's very light on detail, mm. and I, I would dare say that, as so often is the case with with surveys and with yes. statistics, that's right. That uh, they tend to be light on detail mm. because, oftentimes, it's how yeah. you ask a question exactly. or ask a series of questions, that's one right. after the other, yeah. uh, one leading to towards a certain frame of thinking, another one yeah. leading towards a different frame of thinking. You can right. have two very different polar opposite yes. results yes. Uh, from essentially what the public then thinks is the same question, yeah. and then it really begs the question: Well, where do we? How how is it that polls, how is it that uh, surveys can get it so wrong? And we've seen that in a number of elections now, of mm. course, uh, in the Western world. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Australia and New Zealand are no strangers to that. And the United right. States is certainly no stranger to that in recent uh-huh. uh, years as well. Um, and I, I would suggest that uh, maybe the same thing is true of questions such as these. Mm. These are hot-button issues and topics. But, but let me just quickly say this. Yes. Um, could you imagine... <laughs> Literally, could you imagine, not that long ago, yeah. if uh, somebody had uh, called me a, a miss or a missus, right. uh, would that be considered to have been a criminal offence on their part? You know, maybe it was yeah. a, a little bit of a, a, a faux pas or a mistake or bad manners yeah. or, or, or jocularity or whatever yeah. it might yeah. happen to yeah. have been. But certainly it would not have been uh, in any way remotely considered a criminal yeah. offence. That's right. Uh, but what the danger of this is, it's not so much about... It's not so much about uh, uh, whether we consider it uh, uh, something someone should or shouldn't do, uh-huh. uh, but really it comes down to compelled speech. Mm. You know, are we being compelled right. robotically yes. uh, to 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 uh, 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 say what somebody else wants us to say? Hmm. And being and that's, required, a, that's a hard thing. Yeah, being required by someone to say something. Right now, if I'm if I'm uh, employed. Right, and I'm employed on a basis that I have to say something. Yes, 
well, then maybe uh, if I can't say it in good conscience, I might need to look for employment somewhere else. But, mm. of course, if it then infringes yeah. upon my basic human rights, what right. I've been required to, or asked to do, right. uh, and one could speak of uh, our basic human rights in terms of our, our beliefs and our thoughts with respect to um, – uh, to our, our, our religious beliefs, right. or our underlying values and so on, uh, then, of course, uh, if anything, we should be protected from uh, from compelled speech. Mm. Uh, so do I think that uh, it should be a crime to uh, to misgender <laughs> somebody, whether accidentally or, or um, not accidentally? Then, well, no, I don't think, no, I don't no. think so at all. Um, <laughs> uh, but interesting question it, that you've raised. Um, I think it's a, it's a rather strange uh, belief, it, yeah. if anything. You know... Um, the reason why I find this to be interesting is because um, in this day and age, um, I think a lot of things are being blown out of proportion. Um, mm. And um, I feel that uh, there's a, 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 almost like a tit for tat, um, you know, yes. I, I'm out to get you, or you're not with us, or all that kind of stuff happening. And mm. I personally, I feel convicted that uh, in the midst of all this, um, as a Christian, I believe that people are missing the point. Mm. Uh, they, 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 they're not looking at the root of things and trying to yes. find a solution as such. Uh, but such the world is the world in which we are living now. And yes, uh, it's, true. it's quite interesting. Sometimes you have to kind of, uh, <laughs> I guess wonder, uh, you know, like you were saying, you know, what to say, what not to say. And because, yeah, it's just strange. Mm. It is strange. That's, that's the best word I can think of. <laughs> when I think of the situation that we find ourselves in uh, as humans uh, globally mm. on these issues. Uh, and I, and I just think that uh, we are not looking at the root of the issue and uh, we are not, uh, um, uh, even, uh, I guess from both sides, we are struggling to have a conversation, mm. but, mm. um, but, uh, hey, the good news is that we have a loving God. Uh, yes. And for whoever's listening, wherever you're at on the spectrum of these mm-hmm. issues, mm-hmm. we have a loving God and yes, uh, he's out to save you, not to get you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and to love you. And, and, and the truth of the matter is, though, yes. that uh, God perfectly knows and perfectly loves everyone. Yes. That's right. I would challenge anyone mm. uh, to be able to perfectly remember yeah. the many different kinds of genders now that are being claimed. Mm. Uh, and you know, if we're going to compel people yeah. to you know uh, to speak a certain way, yeah. and that they must properly gender everybody that they meet when yeah. there's over one hundred something genders or more, purportedly, uh-huh. then of course, who on earth is going to be safe? <clears throat> who mm. on earth is not going to get that wrong? Yeah. Uh, essentially, everyone is going to become a criminal. Yeah. Uh, and of course, if everyone becomes a criminal, uh-huh. then that is not a legally sustainable law. No. It doesn't meet the criteria. It doesn't yeah. meet the standard of a of a law that is enforceable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so just right off the bat, just yeah. uh, uh, in terms of logic, it, uh-huh. it's not something that is sustainable or something right. which should be enacted. Yeah. Uh, but also what's... Uh, what is true is that um, is that uh, really when it comes down to speech laws, uh-huh. we have very rigorous speech laws already mm. when it comes to defamation, when it comes to slander, uh-huh. uh, when it comes to libel. Right. Uh, all these different types of uh, law right. uh, already exist, uh-huh. uh, inciting to violence. Right. I think we would all agree that that's where more properly the line should be drawn. Mm. <clears throat> but uh, uh, mislabeling someone yeah. um, that in a way that uh, uh, requires us to, to speak a certain way of, of that individual, uh-huh. uh, 
yeah, and 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 to have it be so precise and and uh, <laughs> and, and 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 to be applied in, in a way which uh, nobody could possibly live up uh-huh. to, uh-huh. I think that that's uh, really quite farcical. It, it is, and I guess for for me though, it's not that um, as a person individually, it's not that. Uh, you know, I I I would um, I guess me looking at human being as a, as a person as a Christian, I resort to what Scripture uh, states as you know the genders that 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 are there that God has put mm. put in place. Mm. But but I think uh, what I'm hearing is that, uh, however, even though I may think that way, yes, the there are many others who don't think that way, who don't mm. consider themselves uh, uh, in those two uh, 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 gender systems that mm. we find in Scripture. And so therefore, when we have to say, hey, if you misgender a person, then you know, that would be a criminal, criminal offense. How am I going to know? <laughs> mm. I can't read the mind. Mm. And um, mm. yeah, but it, anyways, it is an interesting thing. That, uh, at the end of the day, we should already, be criminalizing yeah. something yeah. that uh, can be easily resolved between the persons. Right. Surely there is a middle ground. Yeah. Surely there is a reference, a way of referring to each other that both parties will feel comfortable with. Mm. Uh, one does not need to resort to the courts <laughs> uh, to determine this, unless we are saying something which is truly false about the character of the person. Yeah. Then, of course, we, we move into the area of defamation. Uh, and that's where I think really this discussion properly belongs, not yeah. in terms of uh, uh, a, a technical with regards right. to you know how we are uh, what pronouns we're using what gendering references we're, we're utilizing yeah. uh, it really becomes something which uh, goes beyond the pale mm. now friends we are thankful that you have tuned in this is faith fm the draft time program welcome if you would like to chat uh raise a question Send a prayer request. The number is zero four triple eight eight oh eight eleven. And uh talking about, you know, this issue of uh yeah, the clash of thoughts and minds and whatever. Today's topic, um, the dreadful beast and the rise of any of, of the Antichrist will also delve into the conflict and the controversy there be that in fact started long, long time ago. And so I invite you to come and journey with us. This is going to be quite amazing. And so friends, remember once again, this is uh, the Faith FM uh, program. So I invite you to stay with us and to journey with us because I believe that uh, uh, you are going to find... There you go. Find this program to be a blessing. Text in your thoughts on 0488-80811. That's 0488-80811. Testifies to these things as surely I am coming soon. He who testifies to these things as surely I am coming soon. Surely I am coming soon.
Jesus, come. Jesus, come, come, Lord Jesus, come. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Draft Time Big Q and A with Fabiano Nunghul and Pastor Hugh here in the studio. And our theme for this week has been prophecy and the rise of the end of the Antichrist. However, for today, our topic will be the dreadful beast and the rise. Huh, of the Antichrist. And so, uh, friends, I once again want to uh, thank you for tuning in. Now, you may be interested actually in delving much deeper into this subject and take time to actually digest slowly uh, the material that uh, we'll be sharing today. If you're interested in that free giveaway, friends, I want to let you know that we will be sharing a wonderful, wonderful book uh, written by Steve Wahlberg, uh, The Antichrist. I Identified. So if you want to actually look at it together, study it, you know, uh, and, and get into the nitty gritties of it, you really want to have that book. And I'll let you know shortly how to uh, uh, get that book. But you will need the number 04888-808-11. That is the number which you'll need. So the Dreadful Beasts, um, Pastor Hugh, uh, can you help us unpack what this is all about? Yeah, Fabiano, um, I can see how that uh, this this fits kind of neatly into what you were talking about before because, uh, I mean, none of us wants to uh, say anything which would defame somebody mm. or which would wrongly uh, accuse them of doing or being something. Right. Uh, and, uh, and yet, uh, what if a person identifies themselves in that way? Right. And, uh, and, and then would be... be would we be right mm. in describing them huh. uh, as that if indeed not just how they have uh, re- referenced themselves, right. uh, but also their actions as well right. that show that they're actually uh, uh, doing what they said that they would do and they're acting as they said that they would be. Now, of course, mm. in this instance, we're talking about the the beasts of Bible prophecy. And in yes. fact, we're talking more particularly about the Antichrist. Antichrist, yes. Um, so uh, now... <laughs> who is the Antichrist is a question that is asked by many people. Yes. Uh, and there's a lot of interest in this subject. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I take it and I hope that our listeners have been listening in this week because mm. this is not the first time uh, in this week that we've discussed this, this yes. matter. That's right. Um, and I want to just very quickly point out something, though. Right. And that is that the more important question uh-huh. is who is Jesus Christ? Amen. You know, Jesus That's right. said of, you know, he asked his disciples very clearly there in Matthew. He said, you know, who do you say that I am? Mm. And the answer that we give to that question will really determine yes. uh, uh, you know, how we see the big questions in life. This is all about drive time, big Q&A, big right. questions. Yes. The biggest question of all is who do you say that Jesus is? Yeah. Uh, is he... Uh, simply a teacher or a prophet, or is he uh, a good man, or is he truly mm. God the Son, the Son of God? Wow. Uh, and uh, you know, as you read through the Gospels, it becomes really abundantly clear, right. uh, if you do so with a, a clear and open mind, that, yeah. that Jesus is saying that he is wow. the great I Am. He mm. is the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. Uh, that no one comes to the Father except through him. Right. Uh, and that to have eternal life is only possible as we come through Jesus Christ. Wonderful. Uh, and so it's really clear then yes. that that's the most important question. Mm. Therefore, 
who is the Antichrist becomes an important question because uh, secondarily to that, yes. because, hey, look, if Jesus is the source of eternal life, and I believe he is, right. uh, then the Antichrist is going to be pulling us in the opposite direction. Mm, and that's we, right. Or, or really confusing the matter. And yes. we, we need to uh, be very clear then, who is Jesus Christ uh-huh. and who is Antichrist? Okay. Uh, and uh, and so in, the spirit, in that spirit, uh, that is why we're looking at this question this week. Now, already the last few days, yes. um, I, I note that uh, that the question has been asked, you know, <clears throat> what is a prophetic beast of Bible prophecy? And, yes. and this has been looked at yes. extensively within the chapter 7 of Daniel, right. uh, that great prophetic book of Daniel. Mm. And likewise, on uh, Tuesday this week, uh, yes. and, uh, we looked at uh, who is the dreadful beast. Right. And uh, we had two other presenters uh, look at that. And, yes. and Gary in particular uh, took us through uh, the identity of the fourth beast of mm. Daniel chapter 7. And uh, very unerringly, very uh, uh, precisely Right. Allowed the Bible to speak for itself. Yes. Uh, of, of what are at least ten identifying marks yeah. of the Antichrist beast power that's described there in Daniel chapter seven. Mm. Uh, and so then he went into it again on Wednesday and unpacked it even further still. Right. And so if there's any doubt in anyone's mind as to who the Antichrist is or any yes. question, I'd really encourage people to go back to those two presentations of the last yeah. two days here on Faith FM and you'll get a very clear idea from the Bible itself. That's right. From history, from prophecy, mm-hmm. um, as to who the uh, Antichrist power is. So today we are pretty much just building onto that and taking mm. the next step. All right. So Thank if you want to get into the details, yes. best to actually listen to the previous recordings. All right. Very mm. much so. Yeah. Yeah. Now today we're going to really essentially unpack the question. Then, well, uh, Gary was really yes. um, looking at reference material from the Old Testament. Okay. Now, when we talk about Jesus, yes. Uh, isn't he a New Testament figure, people might say. Now, <laughs> yes. of course, as you read through the New Testament carefully, you, you'll discover uh, that in John 1, in Colossians 1, in Hebrews 1, he is declared to be the creator right. God. Yes. He's yes. the maker of all things. So clearly, uh, you know, uh, pre-incarnate, before his incarnation as, as one of us, yes. Jesus uh, existed clearly as uh, God the Son, or God, in the, uh, in the time before his birth. Uh, and so... Uh, Therefore, what the Old Testament has to point out about Christ and Antichrist, about Messiah and anti-Messiah, uh-huh. is uh, is just as relevant as what the New Testament has to say. But in the interest and the spirit of saying, hey, look, what does the whole Bible have to say about this? Yeah. Uh, we're going to look today at what the New Testament has to say Wonderful. and build upon where, yeah, obviously, Gary and the rest of the team have been this past week. Wonderful. Hey, that's that's wonderful. And um, it is good that we, we, we're doing that because there are those who may say, you know, I mean, I'm a New Testament Christian, um, and uh, we love them too. Uh, Amen. <laughs> we certainly do. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, having that uh, rounded um, coverage, I think it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, and then we really want to therefore uh, have uh, clarity uh, as well as, uh, uh, like you said, you know, this is really a secondary uh, um, question, but one that is also very important because we know that. Um, you know, the Antichrist will be trying to pull us away from God, like you have highlighted. Mm. So really, mm. uh, and, and obviously, uh, you know, the hi- history shows that, that, that has been really the conflict. Yes. Uh, one true. pulling from another, uh, mm. uh, um, from one side, another pulling, you know, from the opposite. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's, it's interesting that, uh, you should say that in reference history because, uh, uh, I think it's really important for us to, to understand that 
the bubble that we live in right now, the, you know, the, the, the life, the, the zeitgeist, the, 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 yeah. the, the spirit of the age or the spirit of the times in which we live, uh-huh. uh, and the, the current understanding of things, right. uh, is just simply the current understanding we might have. Yes. And we need to look back in time and see what each generation has had to say about certain topics to get yes. a fully rounded understanding about, wow. about the matter. Yes. Uh, I think so often in today's age, we're just looking at sound bites. Yeah. And, and like you were saying before, we're vying off against each other and yes. we, we've got all these gotcha moments, etc. Yes. Uh, many times, even then, taken out of context, yes. let alone uh, getting a, a fulsome discussion, not just of what people think now, what the newspapers say, or what uh, the media yeah. is suggesting, but rather instead, or even what academics are saying today, right. but rather instead, what is the cumulative case that has been built throughout history yes. a, a, around a certain matter, and, and what is the progression of our understanding regarding it? Now, right. now, why is all that important? Well, I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. Because when you look at, let, let's just consider for a moment, what are the many different ideas that people have about Antichrist today. And, yeah. and don't worry, we're going to come back to the New Testament in a minute, but just let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's just uh, uh, tantalize our taste buds. It's the United States, of course, right? Oh, the United so States. We'll, say. <laughs> well, some would say that, and particularly if you come from the Middle East, you're going to say that great Satan America, right? Uh, exactly. But if you, if you, especially if you're maybe from Coruscant or someplace like that, you know, and uh, maybe you've suffered at the hands of mm. this empire or yeah, that empire. Exactly. And, and yeah. so, uh, if you've gone back 40 years ago, they might have right. said, well, it's Communist Russia, yeah, you know, yeah. the Soviets yeah. uh, that Ugh. are Antichrist. And in fact, if you go back to the 1950s, mm. you know, 20 odd years before that, before right. the time of the Shah's uh, demise and before the, uh, uh, in, there in Iran and before the time of uh, uh, the invasion of Afghanistan in mm. what, what, 1979, I think it was, 1980, uh-huh. if you go back even 20 years before that in the 1950s, America was talking about many people in the, many pulpits yes. uh, were filled with this idea of, okay, well, you know, Antichrist has something to do with communism right. uh, and with the Soviet Empire, and I remember hearing sermons even in the 1980s along wow. those type of lines. Wow! Uh, and uh, so, so clearly, there's been differing ideas that people have had about Antichrist, mm. depending upon the generation in which they're living and the current events of the time. Um, you think about different individuals. So right. we talked about nations and empires, and talked about institutions. What about individuals? Yeah. Um, some people would say, well, you know, uh, certain American presidents have been Antichrist. Oh. Some people have said Obama's Antichrist. Other people. <laughs> <laughs> Trump is Antichrist. Other people have said Biden's Antichrist. I remember back in 1990, was it 1992, 93, uh, when George uh, W. Bush Sr., mm. uh, we, did, we just called him George W. back then. Yes. But when Sr. got up and he talked about the new world order, well, people right. said, oh, wow, you know, th- this guy, if he's not Antichrist, he's connected with Antichrist. Uh-huh. Now, were those comments, were they fair? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe, maybe not, actually. Uh, because when we look at, uh, look at these different figures yeah. and, and nations and so on, mm. um, we can point the finger in all sorts of different directions. Right. But at the end of the day, it shouldn't be our speculation that drives it. What should drive it is, what is the Bible we, which mm. talks about, you know, it's the primary um, exactly. source material that talks about Antichrist, Antichrist to begin with. Yeah, yeah. And so if any material, if any any scripture is going right. to talk about uh, and, and identify Antichrist, it's the one that, that originally That's right. coined the phrase. So, so, so did Paul, uh, the great Christian uh, author and writer and, uh, you know, the, the disciple and uh, the apostle, did he talk about, you know, the Antichrist and the prophecies which has been, uh, studied, uh, throughout this week, the prophecies of Daniel? Did, did he also, uh, reference, uh, the, um, the material or talk about 
the Antichrist. Yeah, look, uh, if we're going to talk about anyone uh-huh. in the New Testament uh, that that's had a profound influence uh, upon the Christian Church right. and upon uh, and, and, and through whom God spoke, right. yes, of course we're going to talk about the Apostle Paul. But let's remember that the Apostle Paul, uh-huh. uh, that where did he get his ideas from? Mm. He didn't just make them up out of thin air. No. So much of what the New Testament contains is, is right. many various letters that he wrote to different churches. Right. But those letters uh-huh. and his understanding was based upon his ministry of grace found right. in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so much of what he had to say yes. actually finds its roots in the Gospels. Right. In the person of Jesus. Yes, yes. So maybe that's the best place to start. Okay. So let's Wonderful. take a look there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And let's come back to, let's say, for example, uh, Matthew. Matthew. Matthew 24. Right. And verse 24. So this is the 2424 verse. <laughs> 24, 24. And, and it says here, Jesus is not, now not talking so much about Antichrist. He's talking mm. about pseudo-Christ. Right. Or pseudo-Christos. Okay. Uh, he's talking about false Christs and false messiahs. Mm. And he says here, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and produce great signs and omens to lead astray, if possible, right. even the elect. Whoa. And so, very clearly there, uh, Jesus, when he's, as he's giving these, this discourse, uh, there, uh, the Mount Olivet discourse, yeah. he's, he's discussing the end of the age. Yes. And he's talking about, uh, primarily he's saying, uh, in, he's answering the question of his disciples, how then will we know yes. when you shall return? And what right. shall be the sign of the end of the age and of your coming? Right. And, and Jesus is, is pointing out first and foremost, he's saying, don't be deceived. Okay. He says it three times in right. quick succession. Do not be deceived. Look out for this, that, and the other. And he says several times to look out for false messiahs and false Christs. Mm. We live in a time today, right. uh, a generation, where we've had more people self-described false yes. messiahs and false Christs than any other generation. When you look back at the various different generations of history mm. since the time of Christ himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in his generation, back in wow. his time, there were many of those who were identifying themselves as as as, as Messiah. Right. And and today in our generation, we're finding many people doing the exact same thing. Probably the most, I, I don't know, probably the most um, infamous uh-huh. of these in recent times. And there's right. been many uh, in different parts of the world. But but here's a, here's an interesting example: is uh, a certain Jose de Jesus Miranda. Right. And uh, uh, he calls himself Yesu, so he's calling himself yeah, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's a common name there in, yes. in Latin America. Uh, but uh, what he does is that uh, he's actually um, numbered himself, he's tattooed himself with the number 666, the mark of the beast. Or the, Unbelievable. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, or the number of his name. And so he's identified himself as Antichrist, <clears throat> and he says, look, I'm Jesus Christ reborn on earth. Uh, and he, he argues that St. Paul's teachings show that this is what Antichrist means, that he's going to be reborn as Jesus Christ upon earth. <laughs> uh, so he's taking the place of Jesus. And this is a that really is, important point to raise. Yeah. It's not just those who are pseudo-Christs, right. but those who literally describe themselves as Jesus and taking the place of Jesus. Because, mm. look, sometimes people hear the word Antichrist and they think of oh, someone that's against. opposed to or right. is against right. Jesus. Right. And yes, that's one meaning. Yes. But there's another second meaning. That's right. Equal to that. 
And that is in to place take mm. the place of, right. or to put oneself in the position of wow. Christ. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and certainly that's what he's done here. And so the word antichrist comes from the Greek word antichristos. Right. That doesn't mean, by the way, that you know, your auntie Christia is the antichrist, <laughs> or your mother-in-law, or your father-in-law, you know, yeah. or even your, your ex-spouse, right? ex-husband or ex-wife. No, they are not the antichrist. You might think they are, but they are not. Um, that's right. But here's a man who's saying very boldly, I am. Mm. Uh, uh, the Antichrist, and I'm also Jesus Christ, wrapped up in the same person. Mm. Uh, and uh, look, he's he's uh, actually said some very very dangerous things, mm. uh, uh, and in doing so, yes. Uh, and uh, and the result of that has been that uh, he's actually uh, uh, he's he's taught things such as that uh, those who tattoo themselves with the same number six six six, just like him. Uh. It's a symbol of love. It's not the sign of Satan. It's not the sign of Antichrist or a sign of, you know, uh, the beast so much. They, he says there's no devil. There's no hell. There's no such thing as sin. There's you no know, such thing as right and wrong. I, I find that to be hard to comprehend, mm. you know, cause you say that if, if, if we, if any source has the authority to really give us the answer here, it should be the scripture. Mm-hmm. And I find it so hard to comprehend and to take this in because the scripture says that actually that number is the number of the beast. Pretty much, you know, it's the number yeah. of the one who's uh, mm. against all trying to put in the, uh, himself uh, in the place of Christ. And, yes. and, and, and scripture portrays a conflict. Mm. But what he's saying is it's almost like, hey, actually there isn't a conflict. It's more like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very different, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. and he's gone on to to defraud, and he's gone yeah. on to uh, uh, to to really uh, milk his congregations wow, uh, that's out sad. of many you know, multi million dollar uh, donations, etc. Businesses, luxury cars, jewels, opulent houses in uh, different parts of the United wow. States and Latin America, and so on, living a life completely different to that of Jesus Christ. That's a deception. It, it really is a deception. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and people are led astray by this. Sad. Now, one can only say, well, surely it's because uh, that we have not been rooted and grounded in God's word that we will be mm. deceived by something mm. so outrageously, so flagrantly mm. uh, 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 untrue. Wow. Now, look. Um, Let's come back then to the New Testament, right. because this yes. is really where we find our bearings. Mm-hmm. So we've talked there about what Jesus has to say, and he right. warns us about false Christ. He warns us about false messiahs and right. false prophets. Uh, but uh, what uh, what then do the, the different apostles uh, have to say mm. uh, with regards to this matter? Well, you know, when you, when you take a look at someone who's called the beloved disciple, someone uh-huh. who's very close to Jesus. Yes, yes. Uh, he's, of course, who? John. John. Yes, that's right. Yeah, don't you love John? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's probably one of my favorite, if, oh, yeah. if not the favorite. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Apostle or mm-hmm. disciple. Well, John actually has a few different uh, points that he makes about this. And John directly yes. uses the term antichrist. Wow. Uh, and so if you take a look in First John, mm-hmm. in First John chapter 2, uh, and in verse, and he uses this term five times. Wow. First uh, John two eighteen, he says, "Little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that antichrist comes, even now there are become many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last hour." Mm. Now, what does he mean by that? So, so clearly, he's pointing out that there's not just 
an antichrist or the antichrist, uh-huh. but there are many antichrists. Right. And we've seen throughout history, and, and obviously this week as well, as yes. we've talked, as Gary and others have talked about the spirit of antichrist yes. that was prevalent amongst the different empires that are described in Daniel chapter seven mm. of Babylon, of, Gr- of Medo-Persia, of Greece. Uh, these three empires, one after the other, they all exemplified yes. a spirit of Antichrist. They all persecuted God's people yeah. relentlessly and sought to, at different points, wipe them out from the face of the earth, those who are believers yeah, in, in God's word, yeah. uh, and uh, or at least sought to control them. And uh, then the fourth beast uh-huh. did much the same thing as well. And, of course, historically, prophetically, and biblically, it was very clear, yes. clearly identified as Rome. Rome. Mm. Um, now, um, in the time of John, he was he was living in the time of Rome. Yes, and he goes on in First John two and verse twenty two. He says, "Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? Wow. This is the Antichrist, mm. the one who denies the Father and the Son." Oh. Yeah. So someone who denies yeah. them or who denies that the identity of Christ truly belongs to Jesus. Yeah. This is Antichrist. Wow. Um, and then in chapter 4 of First John, mm. he says, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Mm. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. Right. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, of wow. which you have heard that it is coming. And now it is already in the world. Wow. Yeah. So, so John was declaring, look, this is not just someone at the very end of the age. Mm. It's not just someone that's coming wow. at the end of the world. And some people, big blockbuster films talk yes. about, you know, this antichrist person who's going to arise, uh, just at the very end of Earth's history. Uh-huh. Well, actually, no, that's not true to what the Bible says. Yeah. In, in other words, the spirit of antichrist and the, the action of antichrist was right. already very evident in the world back in John's day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, friends, um, there's a lot. There's a lot here which we really need to, uh, uh, you know, take time to digest and, and think about. But um, we want to take a break. We really want to uh, uh, just pause here and uh, just let you know once again that you can get that free giveaway by uh, sending the code word SA127 to that number, 04888-80811. Uh, I'll let you know more about the book uh, immediately after the break. If you really want to study once again uh, this topic and get into the nitty-gritties of it, hey, you really want that book. Uh, so let's come to a break, and then immediately after the break, we really want to uh, uh, once again um, uh, delve much deeper into this because we really want to answer that question, the dreadful beast, and the rise of, of Antichrist and see uh, where Pastor Hugh uh, uh, is, is taking us. So we'll be back. Fail and the power of love, the mystery. 
FM Draft Time Big Q&A with Fabiano and Pastor Hugh in the studio. We've been starting under the theme Prophecy and the Rise of the Antichrist, but the topic for today has been The Dreadful Beast and the Rise of the Antichrist. Friends, the book by Steve Wahlberg, The Antichrist Identified, is a book that you really want to have to study this uh, carefully. Uh, if you're interested, you have to send the code word SA127. That is like the abbreviation SA for South Australia and the number 127. Send that to 044-888-80811. Friends, I want to ask uh, you once again, what else does John tell us and mm. other figures in the New Testament about the Antichrist? Yeah, thank you for asking that. I, I, we've looked at four different instances where John talks very directly and uses the very term Antichrist. Mm. Uh, but the fifth one is also interesting because not only has he identified someone who seeks to take the place of Christ, right. someone who t- seeks to uh, have all the... Uh, uh, it takes the place of Christ in terms of the attributes and what what comes their way and and what uh, how people ought to respond to them, right. uh, and also seeks to deny uh-huh. the identity of Christ and and that that Jesus is Christ, mm. and that's of course a precursor to taking the place of Christ. Oh yeah, but also in Second John uh, verse one and verse uh, uh, sorry Second John one and verse seven. Uh-huh. Uh, John here says, many deceivers have gone out into the world. Those who do not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Mm. And so in other words, it's not just 
uh, a nebulous figure. It's right. not just uh, an uh, uh, an idea right. or a concept, but actually it can be embodied in a person. So right. get this. It's interesting, isn't it? That it's a person who def- who denies or does not confess that Jesus came in the flesh. Mm. They instead say, well, he didn't, and they then themselves embody wow. the deceiver or the antichrist. Yeah. So someone actually taking the place of Jesus in the flesh wow. um, because they are, they are denying that he's the one who did so. Mm. Now, there was also a teaching back in the, in the, uh, in those times, uh, this idea that, that Jesus didn't come as a physical being, but came as a spiritual being only. Right. Now, of course, that's not what the New Testament teaches. And of no. course, the, the gospels go at great length to record the history of how Jesus physically suffered, bled, and died, and yeah. overcame, yeah, and man. rose again yes, yes. in victory, Amen. so that we might win over sin, yes. and that uh, that that we might have that same victory that He had mm. on our behalf. Um, and so that's that's what we find in Christ. Yes, um, we are not to take the place of Christ. Christ has taken the place of us, mm. so to speak. That he's, yeah, he's died yeah. our death that we might have his life. Yes. He has taken on uh, the the blame for our sin yeah. that we might receive the righteousness that truly and only belongs wow. to him. Amen. Uh, and, and really the Antichrist is seeking to yeah. do things in the opposite direction. Um, now, yeah. it's not just John that talks along these lines. John, wow. in fact, talks at great length in the Revelation. Right. In Revelation 13 in particular, yes. he talks about Antichrist, talks about it also in Revelation 17, okay. and other parts of, of the Revelation. But um, I'm not going to go into that uh, today because <laughs> Gary has already taken us through Daniel 7, I think also parts of Daniel 8. Wow. And, and if there are two passages, two chapters in the Bible that parallel, parallel each other very mm. closely, it is Daniel 7 and it's Revelation 13. Yes. Uh, and uh, so for those who are listening in the last few days, you will already know yeah. That that uh, that the Bible has you know, God's made it very clear to us. He doesn't wants us to be in no doubt whatsoever mm. that uh, the the Antichrist has been active in different ways, different forms through time. Yes, um, the devil has used different agencies in the world. Oh yes, to persecute God's people and to seek to divert attention from God and back towards himself. Yeah, but Daniel seven and Revelation thirteen, Daniel seven in particular, make it very clear that Rome was the ultimate example. Of Antichrist. Mm. Now, not just historically, but right on through, particularly as you read Revelation 13, right on through to the very ends of time itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so you might say, well, Roman Empire has come to a close. Yes. Um, Well, yes, the pagan Roman Empire did. Yeah. But what about the papal Roman Empire? Right. Yeah, or or the Holy Roman Empire. Right. Uh, You know, the papacy continued on beyond that time. Now, uh, some of you might be saying, oh, wow, that was quite a leap, quite a jump. Well, Yes, if you hadn't listened to the last few days. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, uh, and so, where am I coming from with this? Well, it's not mm. me. It's the Bible. Yeah. Come and take a look at how the Apostle Paul concurs with this. So, mm. take a look there, for example, in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Right. So, here in Second, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, the Apostle Paul says this, Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice he's got the, the focus right there. His yeah. focus is on Jesus. Right. And our being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by the teaching allegedly from us, whether by a prophecy or by word of mouth or by letter, asserting that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness or the man of sin, sometimes translated man of perdition, Mm. is revealed. The man doomed to destruction. 
So notice there the the uh, uh, the definite article the. This is wow. a singular you know uh, entity or, entity. or yeah. The man doomed to destruction, he will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Now, some people might read that and say, oh, well, that's going to happen at the very end. Mm. Well, keep reading. He says, mm-hmm. don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things? So this is not just huh. something that Paul's writing on the fly. Right. This is something he spoke of at great extent, to great lengths, mm-hmm. uh, when he was with the church at Thessalonica. Right. And now, verse 6, now you know what is holding him back. Mm so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. Notice that. He's already at work. So the the one, the man of lawlessness and the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. This person who will exalt himself as being God and in the temple of God. Uh, And... uh, but the one who now holds it back will continue to do so till he's taken out of the way. You know, God and his mercy is holding back uh, the winds of, of strife, the winds of uh, the Antichrist. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. The coming of the lawless one, lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie, and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. And so in other words, mm. Paul is saying here, know the truth. Know the one who is the way, the truth, That's and the life. Right. Know him so yeah. closely. Know him well. Come to, uh, to a close and intimate relationship with Jesus Christ through his word, mm. through the Bible, so that you won't be deceived by the one who seeks to take his place yes. at the end of days. That's but right. remember, he says here that, yes, he will be revealed very clearly for who he is at the very end, mm. but he's already at work in the world. Wow. And, and so we see that, uh, again, in verse in verse 7, is already at work, the secret power of lawlessness, mm. but he's being held back. Um, so clearly in Paul's day, the Antichrist was already in existence. Mm. Now, which one of the empires that Daniel outlined and that John speaks of as well in parallel to that in Daniel 7 and Revelation 13, which one of those empires was already existent? Ah, That was the Empire of Rome. The Empire Mm. of Rome. Thank Mm. you very much. So so Rome was existent at that time, uh, was already at work in the world, was already persecuting Christians Mm. viciously, uh, seeking to exterminate and extirpate them from the face of the earth. Uh, and continued in that vein for quite some time, and but then took a different approach as time went on. Right. Now, what would be the best way to deceive people mm. as to you know who is you know uh, deceive people as to the truth? Yeah. Well, it's to take on the very visage, the very persona, the very image of being the truth bearer. Mm. You know, to yeah. be yeah. to be the ultimate counterfeit. Wow. wow. And uh, and and certainly, as we've seen with Gary earlier in this week, mm. uh, Rome. Once it got to the papal form, certainly took on that yeah. image very closely, wow. uh, and really sought to take the place of Christ in a way that would make people think, "Well, hey, look, this is Christ mm. uh, working yeah. on our behalf." Now, now that seems like an outlandish statement, you might think, but what did uh, actually the papacy say about right. itself? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'll give you some examples. Okay, uh, so let's take a look at what history tells us. Right. In this regard, um, now this is uh, this is uh, what uh, different uh, papal edicts or, or official Roman documents, Roman Catholic documents, have said about the Pope. The Pope is not simply the representative of Jesus Christ. On the contrary, he is Jesus Christ himself under the veil of the flesh. <laughs> yeah, wow. uh, that was uh, back in eighteen ninety five. 
And uh, likewise, uh, this is also taken from uh, Ferrari's uh, Ecclesiastical Dictionary. Uh, it says here, The Pope is of so great dignity and it's so exalted that he's not a mere man, but as it were God Whoa. and the vicar of God. Now, that's a pretty plain, bold yeah, statement. That's that, a bold you know, statement. Yeah. Um, or how about this from uh, Pope Pius V uh, himself? Uh, he says, The Pope and God are the same. Ooh. So that the Pope has all power in heaven and earth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh and uh, likewise, uh, from the Prompta Bibliotheca, uh, back in 1763 in this case, uh, hence the Pope is crowned with a triple crown as King of Heaven and of Earth and of the lower regions. Now, I want to hasten to say that this is not talking specifically about uh, Roman Catholic individuals. I come from a Roman Catholic background myself. Same. Um, yeah. Um, and so, you know, we, we love our brothers and sisters. Oh, yeah. And furthermore, yeah. you know, if we, if we, uh, if we didn't, we'd be cutting off our own noses mm. despite our face. Um, you know, it's all really we love our yeah. own background where we've come from. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, we have a lot to be thankful for when it comes to yeah. many, uh, fellow brothers and sisters in the Catholic Church. This is talking yes. about the, the institution or right. the, uh, the activities of the papacy itself. Yeah. Yeah. There's been many uh, Roman Catholic leaders throughout history who've actually yes. spoken against the worst excesses mm. of the papacy. So it's yeah. not just Protestants, it's not just those outside of the Catholic Church, not just uh, secular humanists, etc., that speak along these lines. Yeah. It's those within Catholicism as well, some of whom have started whole orders yes. because they were so uh, they could see so clearly how that the papacy had gone astray, yeah. uh, and it sought to take the place of Christ on earth as as Antichrist. Um, now. Why do we say that? Well, you know, there's uh, a number of other uh, quotes that we could share here uh, in this regard. And uh, uh, another one that uh, maybe comes to mind here is um, Catholic National. Um, actually, I've already quoted that. Uh, and uh, this from, uh, again, Ferrari. He says, The Pope is of so great authority and power that he can modify, change, or interpret even divine laws. The Pope can modify divine laws since his power is not of man but of God, and he acts as vicegerent of God upon earth with most ample power of binding and loosing his sheep. Now, there's many other quotes here that uh, I could share, but time's yeah. against us, unfortunately. Um, and maybe, uh, yeah. maybe uh, that's a mercy for some of our listeners. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, Here's some, some quotes from mm. uh, various confessions, Christian confessions of faith right. uh, that might surprise us, as well as statements of different reformers. So, for example, John Calvin said that, Though it be admitted that Rome was once the mother of all churches, yet from the time when it began to be the seat of Antichrist, it has ceased to be what it was before. Some persons think us too severe and censorious when we call the Roman pontiff Antichrist. But those who have this opinion do not consider that they bring the same charge of presumption against Paul himself, mm. after whom we speak and whose language we adopt. I shall bring briefly show that uh, that Paul's words are not capable of any other interpretation than that which applies them to the papacy. Uh, or, for example, uh, here uh, John Wesley says that uh, in many respects the Pope has an indisputable claim mm. to these titles. Uh, he is in an emphatical sense the man of sin as he increases all manner of sin above measure. And he goes on at great length about that. Uh, it may surprise our, uh, our friends in the... Uh, Church of England, uh, that the Westminster Confession of Faith declares that there is no other head of the church but the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Amen to that. That's Amen. what the Bible teaches. Nor can the Pope of Rome in any sense be head thereof, but is that Antichrist, that man of sin and son of perdition, that exalts himself in the church against Christ and all that is called God and mm. takes the place of Christ. So um, these, this is 
co-opting and using the very words of the Apostle Paul himself and applied to the papacy. So, um, what can we make of this? Well, very clearly throughout history, it's true to say that uh, the the pontiff or the papacy has sought to take on the the attributes of God or seek to be seen uh, in the place of God at different points in time, but also has sought to uh, uh, forgive sins that only Christ can forgive uh, and uh, has acted as you would expect the Scripture speak of the Antichrist to act. Uh, and I don't say that with any degree of... Uh, of joy whatsoever, I, I find it very sad that that's the case. Mm. Uh, but it also is a lesson to all of us, I believe, <clears throat> that we need to be careful not to seek to take the place of Christ, but to let Christ take a hold and have his place in our lives, rather than to simply take his place in the lives of others. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.